Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Yucca. And today we're going to do sort of an overview of what makes for a successful and thriving practice. So right. we'll be touching on a bunch of different things, that some of which we've talked about in the podcast before, but we're going to kind of wrap it all together into that formula for how you have a successful practice. Right. Because we've done deep dives into things like focus or paying attention or things like that. But today we're going to kind of look at the, how does that all fit together? Yeah. And of course, before we even begin, we should say that this is going to be different for every person, right? <laughs> if there's something that we say that doesn't really click for you, that's okay. We're not coming after you. <laughs> you you do you and take what works for you out of it and leave what doesn't. Yeah, our paths are not informed by an authority that tells you how to do them, right? The idea is to create a practice that works for you and helps you to have a richer, more meaningful, happier, more connected life. So if there's something in here that goes clunk when you listen to it, just ignore it. Yeah. Move on to the next thing. <laughs> so, well, let's let's jump right in. So I think that the daily practice, or actually, as we've talked about in past episodes, it may not necessarily be daily for every person. For me, it is daily. It's actually usually twice a day that I really do an intentional um, part of my practice, although every day has things woven into it. Uh, but mm -hmm. for some people, it, it might be a weekly thing. It might be on a different schedule than that. But that's the core of what I'm calling my practice with the capital mm -hmm. P, right? And then there's things that help support that. And we just threw a couple of those ideas out there, you know, having a focus or altar or practicing intention or gratitude, things like that. Mm -hmm. What for you would you say is, are some of the core? Well, the, the place where I would start is that I'm an ADHD kid. So I start with the recognition that my daily practice is going to skip days mm -hmm. and that's okay. There are going to be days when I just don't get to it or don't feel like it or whatever it is. And I'm just not going to do it. And that's all right. So, you know, swearing yourself to a daily practice or a weekly practice or whatever it is, you know, don't, don't get all up in your own face about missing one because that's fine. You know, you, you made other choices, you prioritized other things and now you move on and make new choices for what you're going to do now. Get back on the horse. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so that said, the, the things that uh, I agree with you, I have a daily practice that has a morning component and an evening component and that I find that meaningful for me, it sort of brackets the day, mm -hmm. but the, the kinds of things that I find particularly meaningful are mostly rooted in paying attention, just starting with noticing what's happening in nature noticing what's happening in the sky, paying attention to all those little pieces of clues that we have about what the fabric of life is doing around us, and then celebrating those accordingly. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. That's a big piece for me as well. And there's there's an intellectual piece to that mm -hmm. that I like to nerd out about what particular birds are there and you know what time did they arrive this year versus last year. But there's also a really deep emotional and just experiential part of it. And it's, I think the core of that is really the connection mm -hmm. that I am feeling and recognizing because that connection's there, whether we acknowledge it or not, but there's sure. something really nice and comforting about acknowledging that and just feeling that really being in tune with the, with the awareness that you have of everything around you and how you are part of it and how you're fitting into it and what's happening with the sun and the stars and the particular clouds and all of that mm -hmm. just brings a richness. yeah yeah i mean we say that our practice or our path is an earth spirituality path and whether you like it or not you're connected you're breathing oxygen atoms that were released by plants a little while ago or a long while ago but they're they're going into your lungs now and keeping you alive and the same is true with water and carbon and nitrogen and a lot of other things your body is earth yes yeah your and body it, is part of this planet and i at least think that we are our bodies some people me too. have a spirit thing that they think is separate uh, i think that we we are just pieces and not just in a dismissive way but that we are pieces of earth and of course we say earth centered but but earth and nature is not just our planet right a planet is part of a larger system as well it's just a little bit easier for us to conceptualize of the earth <laughs> yeah to really start thinking about oh the whole solar system the whole galaxy the whole you know all of that it's in the same way that you know i think about myself as a little desert creature right but I'm mm -hmm. also from North America. I'm also from the Northern Hemisphere and the Western Hemisphere and, you know, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, part of the challenge for us, one of the things, one of my opinions about many of the institutional and, and authoritarian religions is that they're kind of small. They have this ideology and the ideology is is the be all and end all of their worldview and that's it and you can learn the ideology and then there's nothing more to talk about all you all you do is just follow the rules and we can't even comprehend the cosmos the cosmos is so much larger than that mm -hmm. and the earth which is our particular little neighborhood of the cosmos is in itself incomprehensibly large relative to us and complex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, grabbing a corner of that, just, just a little, a little hang on of that is a way for us to be much more deeply connected with the reality of what we are and where we are. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's really the core of an earth honoring practice. Right. So that, Paying attention is one way that we tune into that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's one of our big pieces of a of a thriving, healthy practice is tuning in, whatever that looks like for you. For some people, it might be a very structured and intentional thing. 
there mm -hmm. might have a journaling practice for other people it, it might be just a little bit more just kind of going with the flow of just noticing throughout the day or things like that mm -hmm. or it could be a meditation practice you know mm -hmm. where you contemplate these large questions and connections and you feel your breath and you know that your breath is composed of the excreted gases from you know the plants that keep us alive and so forth um the point of my morning and evening practices is to keep me aware of things mm -hmm. it's it's for me to take the time to remember stuff that's important for me to remember and so you know i remember mortality as a as a daily part of my daily practice in the evening and i I remember that I am part of this amazing sacred earth and that drives me to pay more attention in my day-to-day -day life. And that paying attention is not just, you know, logging things in a phonology journal, which is a great thing to do, by the mm -hmm. way. It's also experiencing the emotion of, wow, look at that. Look at the colors in the sky or, you know, Hey, the daffodils are up there's a there's a joyousness that can go with that that's that's you know a part of we you know we don't just do this as sort of a scientific effort mm -hmm. we we do this you know to inform ourselves with joy and with meaning mm -hmm. and part of the way that you get there is by paying attention yeah and i think that goes really hand in hand with another one of the elements which is gratitude mm -hmm. um, and for some people that may it may you might look at it as part of what we've been talking about or maybe a separate piece uh, but I have I have the practice of thinking about both in the morning and the evening what am I grateful for and really focusing on that and not just letting myself off the hook with some easy ones but really really getting into what am I grateful for and just letting myself feel that feeling of gratitude because that, it just changes the whole day. Mm -hmm. That feeling just changes my entire experience and outlook. And things are, sometimes things suck. There are mm -hmm. hard things going on, but when you have the the framework of, of or the, have felt that sense of gratitude, it can help. It can mm -hmm. make a really, really big difference. It doesn't mean that those things that suck aren't real and that sure. they don't really need to be addressed. And I think we have to be really careful with gratitude because it's one of those things that sometimes gets used in the whole toxic positivity phenomena that happens where people will kind of use it as a way to like, oh, you should be grateful because I give you this house to live in yes. and you should be grateful because there are children in name, whatever country. Yeah. Time, you should be grateful right? because you didn't lose your other leg. Yeah. Right. Um, it's like, and, and that is not what I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about tuning in to that gratitude, not talking about using it as a way to suppress or push down any other real feelings that are really valid in there, but to acknowledge the things that, we do have to be really grateful for mm -hmm. and to be really present with that. Yeah. And having that worldview of, I mean, knowing that, 
in the evening, you're going to be doing a little reconciliation about what am I grateful for today? That will train you to look for stuff mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy your life more. You'll, you'll have more of those little moments of happiness that make for a really rich life. And that's all to the good. Right. And then evening rolls around and you go, well, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for today's sunrise. The sunset was kind of meh, but the sunrise was amazing. And, you know, this time of year with all the trees bare, with the light coming up through, it was just really beautiful. And I'm grateful for that, that there's a way of sort of collecting the moments that happens when you, when you recapitulate that sort of thing on a daily basis. Yeah. So, Another piece is practice itself, right? Ritual. Mm-hmm. A number of these things, by the way, are aspects of the Ethiopian principles. Gratitude is number three. Praxis, which means having a practice, is number six. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of having some sort of a symbolic enactment of your experience of living and your aspirations and what's meaningful to you is a a core human impulse that has existed since long before written language, long before we have any kind of historical understanding of what culture was back in those times. We can conjecture based on things that we find from 45,000 years ago, but we will never know what those objects meant to people, what those cave paintings meant to people. We we have to just sort of project our own ideas onto it. Mm-hmm. So developing your own set of meaningful activities. So for me, for example, I talked about this before. My focus, my altar is in two levels. And the lower level is the underworld. And the upper level is the the world, the upper world, the the, the green earth. And so every night, I every night except for the ones when I don't, because ADHD. And by the way, if you don't have ADHD, it's still perfectly okay to miss a day. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Kind of like brushing your teeth. A really good idea to do it very frequently, but if you forget every now and then, you might notice your breath in the morning, but it's not the end of the world. Right. Just, right. it's not like, oh, I didn't brush my teeth last night. I guess I could never brush my teeth again. It's all over. Like, no, just just brush your teeth when you get a chance. It's okay. You're going to be okay. That's actually a great analogy. (laughs) I interrupted you on that. Oh, no, that's fine. So Every night, except for the ones that you don't. Yes, so I have candles on both the upper and the lower area. And so every night I light a candle on the upper world, the, 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 the earth altar part, and I say the sacred earth, and I contemplate the fact that I am a part of this amazing living planet that's going around the sun and doing all the amazing things that it's doing in this vast, enormous universe. Um, and then I look, I light a candle on the lower shelf where, which is the underworld, the world of ancestors and uh, evolution and memory and uh, death, mortality. Mm-hmm. And then I say the honored dead and I light that candle. So I remember people who have died and I remember that I'm going to die, both of which are very helpful things to remember in your life. And then I leave those candles burning until I go to bed and I blow them out. It's a very simple ritual, but it's very meaningful to me. And it keeps me keeps me focused on stuff that's important. Yeah. 
so coming up with a way to to keep you focused on those things is another component right and for you the focus is a big part mm. uh, which some people might call an altar or have different names for that uh, but sometimes people wear in the same kind of vein jewelry or tattoos or things that they can use to remind themselves to interact with because as humans we like to interact with things we like to manipulate things and hold them mm -hmm. in our hands and look at them and taste them and smell them and do all of those things so having something tangible uh, can be really helpful yeah and what i find in you know it's true for me the focus is a big deal because when i walk by it and look at it all these stories start talking to me that, that are associated with the objects that I put on there, whether they're direct symbols of something or whether it's something from my past that I put on there that has a story behind it. We just, just earlier today, we're recording on Saturday, and earlier today we did a brightening ritual for the, the February Sabbath in the Saturday Zoom Mixer, which listeners are, are welcome to tune into and check out. We do it every Saturday. And part of the ritual was pouring water from one vessel into another to celebrate the water holiday. And then having created this magic well, we tossed a coin in there as a wishing well mm -hmm. and made a wish. Mm. And so now I will have on my focus the chalice that I used with rainwater in it because I use rainwater and that special coin sitting at the bottom of it. So every time I look there, I'm going to remember that ritual and remember the wish that I made and the meaning of it and all that good stuff. So it's a way of layering meaning on top of what might seem ordinary, if that makes sense. And for everyone listening, when Mark and I record, we record over Zoom so we can see each other's face. So faces so we get the all of that feedback and conversation that you get from like body language but every time mark says every time he talks about his focus he looks over at it every single time uh, i don't know if you can hear it in his voice but he's contemplate it looks like you're contemplating it as you're speaking about it and looking at it uh -huh. that's fun to see wow i never noticed that i did that but it, of course i do yeah it's right over there yeah um, yeah all right. So, so practice rituals. Yeah. Um, and of course, that can be a practice that you do every day. It could do something you do only at the new moon or the full moon. And then it, of course, can be those eight seasonal celebrations that we have around the course of the wheel of the year that we talk about on here pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. Incorporating those into your life at least for me, has been really profound. It keeps me connected with the cycles of nature and with the metaphorical meanings that those cycles of nature have for me as a human. Mm. And particularly at this time of year, it's really time to start thinking about that because we're about to enter a long stretch of Wheel of the Year holidays that don't have a conventional overculture corollary. Mm -hmm. The way that the winter solstice is right next to Christmas or the way that Halloween is right next to Hallows, right? 
that makes it a little bit easier to observe those holidays because the culture around us is observing something very like it. There's that cultural momentum happening. Right. But with this one that we are just celebrating now, Brightening or Brigid or Imbolc or River Rain, as I call it, whatever you choose to call it, um, there is no corresponding mainstream holiday. And so we have to make a little bit more effort to incorporate these into our lives. And I find that it's really worth it yeah. to do that. Yeah. And for a lot of people, the moon phases play mm -hmm. a role like that, where there's just something very, um, very powerful about tuning into, okay, what, what is the moon today? And that continual cycling and, and how different I think we can forget this in our city lives, but how different the night is between a full moon and a new moon night. Mm -hmm. They're just completely different animals. Yeah. 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 And, and the night sky seasonally as well. Yeah. Right. Because in the summertime, I mean, I don't know whether this is true where you are, but where I am, the sky never really gets black around the summer solstice. It turns a deep, deep, deep midnight blue, but it never quite gets black the way it does in December. Mm -hmm. It's similar here. You get, you're a little bit further north than I am. I'm at 36. Mm -hmm. So you get even shorter night. But yeah, the night is very different. And the winter, we're actually, for the Northern Hemisphere, of course, it's the opposite for the Southern, but we're actually facing towards brighter stars ah. so it's not just something about the air quality but the particular stars that we're looking at we have more brighter stars in the sky than we do during the summer months i see and i would guess too during the summer months you're looking right into even if you can't see it very well from the from the city you're still looking right into the milky way for most of the night Yes, and I would imagine that that really would change the color and texture of the sky where you wouldn't mm -hmm. get the black because it's not black when you look into the Milky Way. It's that no. inky, milky purples and goldeny browns and, and all of those colors. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so once again, paying attention, right? You know, being being out there and and noticing what's going on and there's me looking the other direction out my window <laughs> to see what's going on so i think these those are kind of the main the the mainstays of what makes for a thriving practice is the paying attention the implementation of some kind of a practice at some kind of a regular interval whatever that is that works for you the invocation of gratitude and the seizing of moments for which we can be grateful and the the layering on of layers of meaning that help us as we grow older and wiser and learn more and um, all oh, of this ahead. is rewarding in itself right this is the the doing this is for living a life that is the life that you want to live where you mm -hmm. get to feel the way that you want to feel and having that be self-reinforcing. Yes. Right? It's not, 
we're not doing this because we think that we're gonna be go to hell if we don't or out of guilt or shame or anything like that it's out of how do we want to live mm -hmm. does it feel good to do this when i do it does it feel good do i want to do it more right. i think that's a really really key part as well is is it doing what you what you want it to what you're setting out for it to, to do right right yeah because i mean i i read these articles about interviews with people that are very elderly and you know asking them what do you wish you had done differently that sort of thing and very frequently what people say is you know i feel like i missed it mm -hmm. i didn't pay enough attention to the good stuff i was busy working and you know doing all those kinds of things and i feel like i just missed a lot of the ride mm -hmm. and i really don't want that to be my condition when i'm when i'm dying and and we don't have to yeah. There's all all it takes is, you know, a little bit of willingness to do the things that we've described in this episode. And we can have a life that perks up quite a bit. It feels more joyous and happy. And, you mm -hmm. know, it helps us to build more enthusiasm for the things that we do. And it's just it's a good deal all the way around. Yeah. And it's uniquely you. Right. And you don't have to collect a ton of books. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> Give that here. <laughs> yes, well, me too. So many books. Too many um, books, if that's possible. But, you know, you, there's there's not equipment that you need to purchase to do this. I, I'm sure I've quoted this before, but my favorite quote from Morning Glory Zell it was when she said, if you can't do it with a stick that you picked up on the way to the circle, you can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, meaning that elaborate magical tools are not necessary, you know, what it's really about is you and your ability to focus your consciousness and transform your consciousness. And you can do that with the simplest of tools. And some of my tools that I have here are sticks. I've got a redwood stick and an oak stick and a seaweed stick, mm -hmm. and I use them for different things because they have different meanings to me. So we would be really interested in hearing what what are the practices that are that are working for you. There's an ongoing conversation about that in the Facebook group and the Discord server for the Ethiopian community. We talk about observances and practices all the time, mm -hmm. and you're you're welcome to investigate those and see about joining. But you can reach us at the Wonder Podcast Cues at gmail.com so the wonder podcast qs at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you yeah and before we finish up also just a reminder we will have the sun tree retreat coming up oh yes we'll include the link to that in the description as well so we would love to see you in person yucca and i are both going to be there and it's going to be great yeah it's it's Labor Day weekend, August 30th through September 2nd. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, all right. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week.